Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 5th, and we're recording episode 59. I'm meteorologist Jeff Orgeron, joined by Camilla Orti. Hey, Camilla. Hello, Jeff. And also, Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon, Jeff. We're in the midst of our second heat wave of 2023, um, and this one has been a little bit more intense in terms of the temperatures, about the same length, though, as the one in May. Um, we ended up hitting 90 degrees Monday. Just a quick recap. 96 mm-hmm. on the 4th of July. We came up one degree shy of the record high at PDX for July 4th. And man, uh, we were just talking about it before we started the podcast. We're running about three degrees warmer than this time yesterday, two to three degrees warmer. So I know Mark is sitting on the edge of his seat waiting for that three o'clock <laughs> observation to come in. Give uh, it to us, Mark. I got a, I got a confession. You guys know I already looked, right? Yeah, of course he did. I cheated on you. I feel like I just cheated on you too because we said, wait, let's see, let's see what it is when we, you know, live, live on the podcast. Um, of course, you may be listening to this on Thursday or Friday, but uh, you will already know. It looks like it's 95 at three o'clock. What's a dew point? 42. Okay, that is a nice dry air mass. 95, dew point's 42. That's 16% relative humidity. So I was just out uh, at a big boxy store where they sell, sell um, home improvement stuff and it's orange. And um, I was just there and people were kind of running around doing their daily activities. Yeah, it's hot, but you know, it's not, it's not like deadly hot typically until you get into the 100. So not to diminish it, it's hot, but um, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, kind of a dry heat, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, I think we talked about this a week or two ago. No, we talked about it last time. We were talking about how high the dew points were in parts of the deep South and how that makes it very mm-hmm. difficult to uh, sweat and regulate the heat in your body or uh, you know what I mean? Um, in this environment, yeah. if you sweat, it evaporates, it cools your body. So um, this is, yeah, it's a dry heat. It's pretty extreme because, you know, we've had some warm nights, um, but it's certainly not the most extreme we've seen and definitely not the most extreme we've seen in July. I think the all-time record high was um, 107 degrees in July. So, we're, right. you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be 10 or so degrees off that mark, depending on how we end the day. But, I mean, we're on track. If we hit 96 yesterday and we're running three or so degrees warmer – I mean, we're on track for 898 or 99. Pretty close. We'll be flirting with 100, it seems like. (laughs) Yeah, I bet we're going to have some. uh, Camilla, you probably have. You have access to our our Mac system, our graphic system. I I sure do. In front of me, do you have either the Metro? Do you have the Metro temps? I'd be curious, like what some of the official, like what are Hillsboro and Troutdale doing at 3 p.m. So. Right now. Do you feel the anticipation, folks? Especially if you're watching this Friday. Oh, it spinning wheel. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it looks like Hillsborough's 94, McMinnville 96, uh, Troutdale 96. So, eh, yeah, we're going to have some 98, 99s in there, I think. Mm-hmm. What were, I'm sure I mean, I, stopped, so. yeah, I was off the last couple of days, but I noticed over the weekend there were a couple models that were indicating we could hit 100. Did that change yeah. over the last couple of days, or were there still one or two that were like, eh, yeah, we could do it? I'm going to have you a know, screen share for you. You keep talking. I'm going to have a there, great screen share coming up in a second. There's okay. not a like we'll real, there's not a real defined, like we don't have a, okay. So in a typical offshore wind event, we have this thermal trough at the surface, you know, where we live that sets up say out along the coast or right offshore. And that tends to pull the wind all the way from our mountains, from the cascades, all the way across the valleys over the coast range and out toward the coast. But in this case, we don't really have that. We have more like 
a, tr- a service trough developing near like the valley, the I-5 corridor. Am I correct, Mark, in saying that? Yeah, yeah, right. It didn't make it to the coast. So the coast barely touched 80, maybe on the north coast, mostly so, 60s and 70s. Right. So we've, we, so Camilla, we've had kind of like a north, at times, northeasterly flow coming off the Cascades. But I think um, the dominant flow over PDX has been a north-northwesterly right. flow, which is not yeah. a really, right. really warm, really dry uh, wind. So, um, so yeah. It, Still... I, I, it, yeah, we, it's still been impressive. It's especially been impressive considering how far offshore the axis of the upper level ridge has been. It's been pretty far west, Mark. Yeah, it's a low level flow. We're just basically, it, it, we're not getting a strong offshore flow, but there's also the onshore flow completely shut down, the cooling from the ocean. And we talk about 850 millibar temps, which is temperature at uh, four to 5,000 feet overhead. Um, that's in Celsius. So I think it was forecast. Am I correct, Jeff? It was going to be 21 or 22 this afternoon. Is that right? That was, was well. That's what Euro was no. saying a couple days ago. I think GFS was going twenty twenty one this morning. Um, okay. I think I think Nam was going like nineteen, and I think I think Euro backed off to about nineteen or so. Nineteen. Oh, did 20. okay because nineteen or twenty. Um, that's what it was this morning. I think it was nineteen point something this morning. So I'm assuming it's twenty or twenty one this afternoon. But if you could look at our Mark's magic chart, the July eight fifty millibar temps. Oh my gosh, oh, you're yeah. showing you it. You're oh, yeah, revealing it to the, to the. I hope somebody didn't screenshot it. This is yours. This of is work. like a magician revealing his secrets for yeah. everybody. But you know what? There's always the magician always has other secrets hidden. <laughs> so this one says if you're at plus twenty in the afternoon over uh, Salem on the sounding, we'll find out soon. Uh, plus twenty would be um, east wind. If we had good east wind, well, actually this is pretty good. Uh, ninety five, mm. ninety seven. So that's pretty reasonable. The lowest we've seen 100 in July is low 850 millibar temp is like 21 point something, preferably more like 24s, 23s, 24s, typically for 100. Let me do a screen share too. Me, can I do this correctly? By the can way, we're in that yeah. third mm-hmm. day of the heat wave where we've had you know a couple of days to really stack up those overnight lows a little bit. And right. we've had this discussion before where we often see, even if like the 850 millibar temperatures are very similar to day two, Day three mm-hmm. tends to be warmer because we end up starting warmer. And that's, I think in most cases, we started off at least a few degrees, you know, two to three right. degrees warmer this morning. Well, I've got some bad news for you, Jeff. I just did a forecast and I did the opposite. I, I dropped it one degree for tomorrow. No, no, no. Fight, fight, fight. Mark, is no, that no, a no, poor no. choice? Do you think that was a poor choice? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I'm going to go 90. I meant, oh, I meant today. I meant yesterday versus today. Correct. Oh, Okay. Well, we'll yeah, find tomorrow. out about tomorrow. It'll probably be 92 now. I went yeah. 90, though. That's fine. I went 91. It's fine. We're not fighting, Camilla. Don't start this. <laughs> I'm oh, trying to more... keep this podcast interesting, you know? Um, okay, so look at look at this. So I think we can all see this is – I know the t- numbers are really tiny because, folks, I'm getting old and I cannot see those numbers. I can't Good see them God, either. I cannot see those. Okay, well – It's okay. I can't make the chart any bigger. Um, basically, this just show. Well, we'll, 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 we won't believe this. Why did this. you bring this way, one up? Um, this the reason we, we can screen share. the reason we can sc- share uh, we want to share a screen is because on Friday afternoons at two we run this podcast in a visual form where actually you could see us. I know most of you like me listen to no podcast you just listen to it right when you're driving or running or whatever. But um, for the people that are watching, um, gosh, I hate to explain this when you can't even see it. Basically, it shows each horizontal line there. You can see those numbers on the left, the dates. It's the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about the last 10 runs of the Euro. The most current is at the bottom, this morning's run. And you can take any day coming up and say, what's it been doing for the last 10 runs for this day? What has it been saying? 
And what I did notice was the euro backed off just a degree or two, but it's been consistently like 95, 99, somewhere in there for today. This is just one model. The others are pretty similar too. And they all uh, they all have the cooling coming up uh, over the next few days, which is good news. We'll get the Marine push. But um, I mean, models did pretty well. In fact, that was a question mm -hmm. I had from somebody. I think it was on my Facebook page. They said, how come we can predict heat waves so well, right? I mean- That's a good question. We, we don't miss heat waves, right? Let, let me stop sharing because nobody can see that anyway. Um, the, the reason is because what are we forecasting? How many parameters are we forecasting in a heat wave? Sun, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And the temperature. We're not forecasting, we'll be near freezing. Will it be cold enough that the rain would change to snow or freezing rain? Is there a mixed layer in between where you have to worry about freezing rain or sleet? You know, this is easy. I mean, like I, I kind of joke about this. A heat wave is just a sunny forecast with bigger numbers. The only subtleties you really see are like, you know, during the early mornings after like a breezy overnight, some of the wind sheltered spots could be much cooler, mm -hmm. you know, and things True. like that. Um, but that that's generally it. Now, having said that, something that has come up in recent history is, smoke has been introduced to these heat wave True. forecasts and mm -hmm. that can yeah. certainly throw a curveball and that tends to come last minute and what i mean by that is like day of or a couple days in because sometimes we don't see it coming but a fire can break out and then all of a sudden it pushes some smoke into our air man right all of a sudden we had some pretty hazy skies yesterday and today um partially mm -hmm. because of canadian wildfires there were some fires that broke out in western washington that were really impacting the seattle metro this morning um, but we've also got our own fire burning in the uh, gorge. Right. In fact, um, you know, since we're on that subject, Mark, you were talking about how it was smelling smoky as that easterly wind kind of kicked in yesterday at your house. Yeah, my story won't be as dramatic as Camilla's coming up. That's a teaser, folks. She <laughs> saw it happen or start. Uh, well, maybe she oh. didn't see it actually. So she didn't see it. Not actually there, but, start, but, but yeah. Uh, why yeah, am I just last... now hearing this? Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, that's why we because we haven't worked together. It was a we're saving some gold nuggets for the podcast. Jeff. Camilla and I have not worked together. I don't think for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we got yeah. lots to catch up on, and somehow yeah. we're going to do a show fifty minutes from now. But uh, I was just going to say, yeah, each of the last two mornings, I live out at the west end of the gorge, kind of near Crown Point, and so it was smoky yesterday morning, Fourth of July. I mean, I opened my eyeball, the sun was up, and it was like, ooh, it smells like a fire. And then this morning wasn't quite as intense, but each morning, you know, that we had just a, like one millibar of easterly flow through the gorge, but then it sloshed back to westerly. And yesterday afternoon was fine. I assume this afternoon will be fine as well. So right. not quite in the metro area, but really close. Yeah. So what did you see, Camilla? Was that Monday or Sunday? Was, so Sunday. So Saturday. the fire broke out Sunday, Sunday and I drove out with a friend to Hood River. We were going to start our bike ride there, ride from Hood River to the Dallas and back on that, you know, historic highway that's shut down to cars for a little bit really cool through the Mosher tunnels sr14 neat yep yep um and so we arrived probably around i'd say we were parking around 10 30 10 45 and you know you, you kind of noticed there was something happening there was a little bit of white smoke kind of in the distance of course on the washington side and we we're like huh what is that? But it was so small it almost looked like it could have been dust you know being kicked up by some mm -hmm. Wait, agricultural equipment or something were you on yeah. the Washington side or the Oregon no, side? No, oh, we were on the Oregon side. Apologies, that wasn't SR fourteen then. That must oh, have been. Okay. I don't know. Which it was. Time. It was the historic. Yeah. The historic Columbia River Highway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why I said yeah when you said SR14. That's we my bad. Long. So. We didn't want Jeff to look like he didn't know what he was talking about. I knew that too. I clearly am not very good at directions and geography. But anyway, um, so then whatever. We did our ride, turned around, came back. And, you know, it was like three hours later. And all of a sudden, that white plume of smoke was massive. I mean, it was like mm, wow. taking over, you know, that entire area. And you could start to smell the smoke, I'd say, in like Mosher at that point. Um, so, yeah, we were like, whoa. there's, re-. And then we could see the planes. So the, the planes planes that mm. come down you know the river pick up the water we were riding right alongside them as they were doing that which was really cool to actually watch that happen live so um but it was pretty crazy um mm. i do my flight training out of um grove field in camas and i did my flight training monday so a day after the fire broke out and it was getting hazy and whatnot and um last year remember the nakia creek fire right that yeah. was burning up uh, north of Kansas. Large Mountain, uh, Washington. Yeah. yeah. Right. They they shut down uh, Grove Field, the little mini airport there where I do my flight training, so that they could utilize that airport for the firefight. Um, and oh. so I was like, uh-oh. I reached out to my instructor. Are we going to see this get shut down again? It hasn't. Obviously, there are other airports that they can use uh, east of right. Kansas in the gorge. But um, so – uh, let's just talk a little bit more about that fire because we, we can talk a bit more about the um, the heat wave in a second. But, you know, that initially over the weekend, um, we had red flag warnings east end of the gorge and into the Columbia River Basin because there was relatively strong onshore flow. And um, because of the high wind and dry conditions, um, they issued those high fire uh, weather or, you know, red flag warnings, fire weather warnings out there. Mm-hmm. The fire broke out Sunday. There was still pretty strong onshore flow. And then the you know, the wind kind of eventually turned out of the east. So the wind actually did settle down and has been relatively calm around the fire. Yes, yeah. Really um, good. But unfortunately, as we start to cool down, as this heat wave wraps up, onshore flow is going to be strengthening again. And the it wind yep. in the central and eastern gorge is going to pick up. We're talking – tell me if I'm wrong, Mark. Do you think like 30, 40 mile, 30 to 40 mile per hour gusts will be possible maybe around the fire? Uh, yeah, maybe not tomorrow. It looks stronger on, on tomorrow's Thursday. It looks stronger on Friday. Uh, we got, well, right now the, the gradient has switched back to one millibar westerly from Portland to the Dalles. Uh, that'll increase a little bit this evening. Tomorrow afternoon, the, the wharf GFS pretty, does pretty well with the gradients has a plus five. So the plus five is like, oh yeah, it's, I, it's averaging 20, 25 gusting to 30 or so around hood river, the Dalles. Um, and then uh, plus six millibars on Friday. And actually, it'll be westerly all the way through the foreseeable future. As long as we have, you know, morning clouds at times in Portland, it's westerly wind. There's a reason all those trees point one direction. Out so there. the, there's going to be a tough firefight. I, I hope that they continue to gain some you know, control well, that of it. That said, you know, uh, and you know, Sacred hasn't changed in two days, which is good. Basically, yeah. it sounds like they've got it contained. I mean, not officially contained, but you know what I mean? They, they, there's roads. Spreading. That's not a totally forested, except for the bluff from the... Highway 14 and then the train tracks up to those homes up on the Underwood Bluff there. Um, other than that, it's kind of a, I don't want to say rural residential, let's say, you know, one acre parcels, 20 acre parcels, whatever. It's not just national forest land. So um, they got a lot of roads to kind of work around. And now that they've had, had two days of pretty calm conditions, my guess is they've got a plan. It's going to, yeah. I think they've given, like they, they said about a month is there. I think they're keeping expectations low for containment. You know, early right. early to mid August, I think is where they're you know pointing at. Um, I think that the smoke is going to get worse though in areas like the Dalles. Um, uh, maybe you know as the wind kind of settles down during the mornings, there will be some drainage down into the gorge and right. Like we saw last October when we had the Nakia Creek fire, we just kind of 
come down in. That said, from satellite, you can't see anything today. I'm not saying there isn't any smoke, but uh, I'm looking at the visible satellite and there's almost nothing visible today. Actually, yeah, so nothing. that's the thing is... Uh, we, no, I'm sorry. There's a little bit, but that's it. We never know exactly how a fire is going to behave. We, we can look mm -hmm. at as many models as we want, and most of these models only go out a couple of days for these fires. Right. So um, I would expect a little bit of a jump in the fire activity and then smoke will be forced east. So the Dalles could be an area that deals with more smoke and maybe parts of the Columbia river basin. But um, there, that's not the only fire we've got other smoke aloft. That's kind of been creating some haziness out there. And it's probably going to take some time to, you know, get back to that blue sky, the crisp sky that we saw, you know, several days ago. Um, oh, and speaking of smoke, this might be silly for you two, but I remember thinking this when I initially saw the fire breaking out because the smoke was white, right? It's like this very white plume of smoke. Oh. And I think sometimes when you think of wildfires that are burning really hot and spreading really fast, you see that black smoke. So I was like, huh, oh, that's yeah. interesting. What's the difference? And it has to do with the kind of fuels that are burning. And if there's a lot more moisture in those fuels, like there is in this case for the Tunnel 5 fire, it, it, that water vapor releasing, I guess, is why uh, it's, it's a whiter color. Oh, that's neat. Cool. I did yeah. not know that. I mean, it makes sense, right? I wonder, yeah. like, since we're, we're not really early in the season, but we're not late in the season, so the fuels are not extremely parched, I think that right. may play into I, it as well. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, right. and, you know, if there's a bunch of like structures and man-made things that are burning, that would give off more of that black smoke too. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because it had a very different look to some of the other wildfires that we've had in our area. That's a good point. You know, uh, Go ahead, Mark. It is good news. I was going to say, it's just good news. I just looked at yeah. the morning briefing from the Northwest Interagency Fire Center and they, they there are only two large fires in Oregon and Washington. The one, I think you just mentioned it, Jeff, near Shelton, about 250 acres and then the Tunnel 5 fire. So, so far, only those two big fires, which is good. But, I mean, it is only July 5th. Yeah. Right, right. And, and Camilla, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of interesting that you bring that up because we'll see a fire break out somewhere in the city early in the morning on Good Day Oregon. And Tony always ends up walking into the weather center and we adjust the cameras. And we can always kind of tell when firefighters have arrived because the smoke will go from, like, dark, like, black to white because they're dumping water on it. So Right? Oh, that's yeah, right. it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, really good point there. Um so, yeah, let's let's just kind of wrap up uh, this discussion about the heat wave. We are probably in our most extreme day recording today on Wednesday, July 5th. And uh, we're probably looking at one more day, depending on, you know, maybe smoke tomorrow. Some, I would say some areas in the south, southern Willamette Valley, maybe even central Willamette Valley with that strengthening onshore flow may only end up in the upper 80s. Same goes for perhaps Longview-Kelso area. Um, oh, for sure. Nice cool down there. Yeah, but the metro area has a good shot of hitting the low, maybe mid nineties in a few spots tomorrow, depending on when we where we start. You know, if it's a warm night, and um, so one more day, and then we cooled into the eighties, uh, and then we have a stretch of eighties coming. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it the Goldilocks zone um, because there's going to be a pretty big heat ridge to our south and to our east. It looks like kind of building in eventually, um, but not not bad. I mean, it looks like uh, hmm. this. Good gardening weather again. I mean, that seems to be a topic as of lately and uh, certainly could be worse heading into mid-July. What do you think, guys? I, I went a little bit lower on your temps, I saw Jeff. that. I saw that. <laughs> Whoa, you've already Fight. seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw you drop. I saw you drop that 88 to, what, 85 on Sunday? I thought so. Okay, so tell me your thinking. I'm not cutting it. Now, here's the deal. Jeff has worked three consecutive days. I was on Monday, off yesterday, on today. So – 
I, I just saw I was looking at the model temps, which seem to be well. Are they going to be not too so, cool today? So, so ninety four ninety six. Are we are we still mm. under the impression that Sunday could be pushing around 17, 17 degrees Celsius at eighteen at eight fifty millibars? That's what the uh, that's gotta, what the GF that's what the GFS says. Well, um, <laughs> I got a fifteen on the euro. Yeah, we hit ninety Monday with an eight fifty millibar. Yeah, how did that happen? That happened. Didn't that happen last Friday or Saturday? There was a day where it was eighty nine, and I'm yeah, like a week ago, and I'm thinking, how the heck did it hit eighty nine degrees with an with morning clouds? I'm just basing this off of recent history. Um, You're right. You're right. Maybe. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh, we'll see wait, what happens. Not, wait, hold on. You're not putting up much of a fight. Let's hear your reasoning. Well, because I'm about to go on vacation again. Um, I'm kind of. I'm not saying I'm checked out, but I'm just like, well, it's just going to be sunny and warm. I mean, what's a few <laughs> degrees among meteorologist friends? Well, I've got, I've got, and I've got. I snapshot of the forecast right here. I don't We've like got this confidence. 14s and 15s. We got some 12s, 15, 15. I mean, that's probably. Are yeah, you looking at Euro? Are you looking at Euro? No, I'm looking at the GFS as well, and I've got a snapshot. And in fact, I've got uh, Camilla's fingertips. I said, "Here, hold the forecast because we're in different rooms." Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could be right, Jeff. I just, I don't know. It's why are the model temps relatively cool? It's been weird because before this heat wave kicked in, not like, just the graph, and not just the graph. We went like time. seven days in a row where the GFS, and I, I don't lean toward the GFS. You, sure. you weather nerds listening at home, I don't want to be tagged as the GFS guy, all right? <laughs> Jeff but, loves the GFS. No, that's oh. nice. You watch it, Camilla. You watch it. No. Put it on a t-shirt. But I, I did, Mark, you can confirm. I emailed you and I told you. you I, did. I, have, I had a list of the days and GFS was by far the best uh, model. It was it was nailing the temperatures for like five or six days in a row. The the graph model is useless right now because of those, those surface temperatures. Although- Oh, you're right. It went 94 today. So I guess you're right. It's going to be a few degrees cold. It's been Four way degrees, too cool. Five degrees. Um, okay. Yeah. Euro has been a few degrees off. Not bad, but... Um, it went 96 today. Both the Euro and the Ensemble. Hmm. Folks, this is how we think. And this is what we do. This is what we get paid to do. That's what We get paid the big bucks to do this. To also, look at models. And, don't you and think that, I'm looking at. that with heat waves too, because like you said earlier... Uh, there's only so many few elements that we're actually looking at. Don't you get more anal about the temperature? Like, yeah. like one degree, right? You're just like, oh, oh, I don't know. It seems like it's a bigger deal. Right. I Do people was, really care if it's 82 or 84? No. I was pumped when we hit 96 yesterday. I was like, we freaking did it! <laughs> yeah. I felt the same way over the, or wait, what did we hit yesterday? Was that the 96 day? Yeah. What yeah. was the day before? Ninety. Ninety. Okay. We were okay. one degree off. That one. We were. We oh, were. Close. We had eighty-nine, and we ended up at ninety. So that oh, was, that's right. That was painful because okay. we crossed that threshold. When we go from eighty-nine yeah. to ninety, it's like ah. I said to Dagger Katie to after heart. we had that high. I said to Katie, "I go, what did Jeff go this morning? Because I wasn't paying attention. I think I'd just mm-hmm. come back from a weekend off or whatever I was doing." And she goes eighty nine, and I go, oh, good, nice. It was ninety. Yeah, <laughs> within three degrees, you're you're golden, golden. Yeah, within yeah. three degrees. Um, um yeah. So I, I don't see any heat wave. I did look at closely, folks. If you're thinking, you know, this time of the year, in fact, I should make a graphic for this for TV. Um, do we see when do we see the next heat wave ahead, or do we see another heat wave ahead? I did notice on each of the models late next week. So that would be the wait. I'm getting my dates here. That would be 12, 13, 14, uh, 14, 15, 16th, right in there. Um, I did notice that some of the models are retro, retrograding, moving the a big hot up 
uh, Four Corners Ridge over like New Mexico and Arizona, they try to move it west, like right over California. But the big question is, is our, our troughs kind of keeping it squished down over us? But if that thing were to pop up, then we're back in the heat wave business, right? Right. But I didn't see really, no ensembles were, I didn't see a lot of members that had spikes going up. So maybe it is going to stay suppressed. We'll see. I won't mention any names, but a San Francisco Bay Area meteorologist posted a, a forecast. It was a, it was a temperature anomaly map of the West Coast 10 days out and was basically oh. comp- saying like we have another heat wave coming and i, I looked at that I looked well, at maybe all for them. california for i mean sure. it yeah, yeah. Have that for okay. california okay i it's agree kind on of that yeah. Over us. yeah but you know you can just give us his name or her name no, and we can just no. i can get on twitter immediately put him on blast but, but when i but i you know when i looked at uh our <laughs> ensembles nothing really is suggesting we have a heat wave we might pop up in the low 90s for one or two days though or let's be honest we that far out 10 days out it's very possible that they're first kind of hinting that, oh, that, that maybe a trough will never make it over us and their biasing too cool with the troughs are too deep and we are back in a heat wave pattern for next. Uh, it, but we don't see anything for sure. We agree for another uh, – today's this – oh, gosh. I just lost my picture here. We, nothing through the 12th or 13th for yeah. another week at least. Right. Yeah. But maybe right after that. I mean that's prime time, mid-July to mid, mid-August. Yeah. Can I, can I just say we'll something? When we, when we end you up sure in can, the – You sure can because you're the host. When we end up in the 80s <laughs> – Man, these evenings. This is the the worst part about working Good Day Oregon and going to bed at seven o'clock in the evening. Those evenings has, have been so nice, Mark. When you've been taking these Wednesdays yes. off, I bet you know exactly what I'm talking about. And Camilla, you have what, oh, Monday Tuesdays off, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, those evenings, those long evenings where temperatures fall into the seventies and sixties. Oh, it's been like prime. I love so mornings nice. when I walk out with the coffee and the sunshine's already there instead of just being gray and drippy. Which, yeah. you know, let's be honest, that's a lot of times from October through April. Um, and it has been nice, even though it's too hot in the afternoons, when I walk out in the morning and it's like 65, 70, and the birds are all singing, my ducks are quacking, uh, you know, I'm looking looking down at my land, I mean, my small little garden beds, um, and uh, everything looks good. As the it host, is nice, yeah. As the host, I just looked at the time, and I have to quickly transition, because there are a couple of key points I want to bring up. We're just going to touch on this, and then I want to switch over to Camilla, because um, <laughs> oh. we want to know about the Iron Man. And All right. Let me, oh. add, wait, let me add to that real quick. Um, I, I was just thinking about this on the drive here. I don't think we have to stick to maybe that specific time I just realized when I was so weak. If, to get to Camilla, we can spend a little extra time if needed. Perfect. Oh, except I do have a show in a half hour. Except for That's, that, but, that's yeah. part of it, yeah. So yeah. I can mail it in. Um, preliminary estimates uh, suggest that Earth experienced its warmest day on record yesterday oh. on the 4th of July. Um, this is based off of satellite oh. observation, um, buoys, surface temperatures from weather stations, a number of Interesting. things. Um, I, I think that reanalysis has to uh, go, go on before we really confirm that number. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the global average temperature for yesterday was 62 degrees. There were some parts of okay. northern Canada along the Arctic Circle that were in the low 90s yesterday. So there were some really hot spots. I mean, this is looking at the entire globe. So maybe yeah. in the next episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast, we'll be able to elaborate a little bit more on that. Um, June was the warmest month on record in on Earth as well, from what I understand. Um, so we're mm. El Nino seems to be – I mean – a combination of climate change, the warming atmosphere, El Nino, which is a you know typical oscillation that we see on Earth. There's a lot of factors that are playing into uh, the warmer weather 
Um, so just wanted to make a note of that. We'll probably talk more about that in the next episode or two of the podcast. Um, did I have any other notes on that? Um, I really, it's do, yeah, it's, it's been hot. I really do want to focus in though on this, uh, Iron Man. Cause a lot of people do follow <laughs> you, Camilla. We were bragging about you on the last episode. <laughs> We were. No, seriously, we were. You can listen back. You obviously didn't listen to the last podcast. I should just to pump up my shame on you. Um, But (laughs) Camilla, you participated in the Ironman in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho two two weeks ago, if if I'm I'm mistaken. Well, a week and a half. A a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And you placed, I was watching your, I was watching you live. Oh, you were on the track. You were on the Ironman tracker. I was, I was. Oh my gosh. That's Uh, awesome. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Yeah, that was really cool. So um, you, from what I understand, you placed fourth in your age group. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. What were other categories that you placed in? Cause I mean, no, no, leave it there. Cause that was the most impressive (laughs) one. Um, Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Ironman and then also tell us what this means moving forward. Yeah. So this, this was Ironman number two. My first one was in Canada last year in Penticton in August. Uh, and you know, it was my first one. I had done a bunch of half Ironmans before, but never a full before last year. And there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong with that long of a race. It's just, you're out there for so many hours. If it's not a bike mechanical, you messed up your nutrition or you started cramping or just so many things. So I had some things go wrong. I didn't, I didn't, get enough salt in during Canada. So I had some really bad cramping during that marathon run, uh, really just kind of derailed me mentally. So, uh, with this race, I really wanted to just stay focused, nail the nutrition and just be able to race from beginning to end and see where that put me, uh, within my age group. So, um, everything went pretty well. I still had some weird GI stuff, which is just super common with these races. Um, But uh, the marathon run went way better. I was able to like keep a pretty steady pace, still not what I want it to be. But um, yeah, that's that's generally where I can uh, run run some ladies down. <laughs> is is yeah. that marathon run? That's uh, that's my strength within triathlon, right? Everyone has their own strength, and the run is mine. So I, I was just so happy to be able to stay positive and just kind of engaged that entire run. So yeah, and I got fourth, which was really cool. That's so I'm excited. Wow. Um, to get, that was my first Ironman podium. They podium is top five in Ironman for, they do it per age group. Um, and they have a certain amount of slots for the world championship race, which is in Kona, big kind of Ironman historical setting there. And, uh, we had, I think 12 in my age group for, for women. Um, and so I, I got one, I I'm going to Kona in October. So we've cleared the schedule. You're all set. Yes. Thank you. I immediately looked. It's like, what does she need? Okay. Let's clear that schedule. Everybody's working yeah. 24 hour days. Can we send a photo? Love it. Can we, can we put in a request for. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Cause this will be the first year. It's just women racing. They split oh. so that they they're oh, putting really? the men and women in different venues. I think just because it became a lot for the community of Kona to just handle everyone yeah. coming in. So this year it's women in Kona and men are in Nice, France. And then next year it'll flip flop. So that oh. men will be in Kona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you need to, you yeah. need to qualify for next year too. I know. I know. So I I've raced in Nice. I did the half Ironman world championships oh. there a few years ago. It's an incredible course, but I, I think bet. when people think Ironman world champs, they think Kona like that is just because it, it's always been there. I've seen it. I've walked. I mean, yeah. it's right along the water there. You, you can see like mm-hmm. where the markings are for the swimming portion. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That is so exciting. Lots of hot lava rock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be hot. It's windy. Hot. The bike ride is windy usually windy going up there hot. on that highway. Mm-hmm. Oof. So I'm going to be out. It honestly is as messed up and disturbed as this sounds. I'm, I need the heat. Like today's heat advisory. I was like, yes, I waited yeah. until noon to go do my track workout just to die out there in the sun, because that's what gets you in Kona. It's not well, that the course itself is so hard. It's just the conditions are. Ugh. My sister lives there. So when I, we were just there for a week back in April and uh, a little higher elevation, even than Kona, just a little bit, a little bit warm, a cooler. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I wanted to do my bike ride or run. I wanted to be done by 10 a.m. Because after that, it was just that tropical sun was just really beats on you. Very humid. So, yeah, those are going to be tough conditions there. Mm -hmm. Well, we're really excited for you, Camilla. And um, hopefully they have some kind of like – it would be really cool if they had some kind of like uh, online feed that we could watch. Um, I I, Maybe getting ahead of myself. But at the very least – It may not be pretty later in the race. It yeah, not be I good mean, later. yeah, you'll be able to see the pros. They always broadcast the pro race, but you know, I'd, uh, all of us scrubs that are somewhere in the middle, <laughs> eh, you're not going to see me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're not training on fun. the West Hills of Portland or the coast range. I see your Strava app from time to time. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, geez. Um, so that's really cool stuff. And I uh, can't wait to hear more. And of course, uh, you and your husband are just like this awesome pair um, competing. <laughs> Um, I miss, I miss competing in sports. So it's, it's fun to watch you guys do that. So, um, all right. So Thanks. Mark, any other last notes regarding the forecast or anything going on? Uh, nope. I think this is that time of year where it's like the forecast is kind of almost, I don't want to say it's an autopilot, but it's just like, this is, this is that time of the year, these next two months where you have pretty much guaranteed warm, sunny weather. You want to go camping, you want to go hiking, you want to hit the river, river temps have warmed way up. Be careful. Of course. Um, this is a time to get outside and have fun because as you know, it doesn't last and the rains do eventually return. So those are my wise words of advice. Oh, and one last one, uh, Camilla, I have, a slice of apple pie Sheila made oh. yesterday. <laughs> so, so. Oh, 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 this is awesome. Please tell us about the way.